The majority of the massive Silicon Valley social and web tech companies don't see you as a customer. They see you as a product. Capturing your data and selling it to the highest bidder, you exist to meet their bottom line. The behemoth known as Google, once committed to living to their now defunct mantra, don't be evil, couldn't care less about you. But what if you could reclaim your privacy, secure your data, and be treated with value by one of these companies? Well, we don't see that happening anytime soon from Google. But fortunately, there are some brave companies that are bucking the trend and creating solutions that do indeed value you and even reward you for using their products. One such company is unironically called Brave, and their web browser is the fast, secure, and satisfying solution to those who are ready to ditch Google Chrome. Today, we welcome Luke Moltz to the show. Luke is the Director of Business Development at Brave, and by the time you're done listening, we think you'll be a Brave fan as well. So it's time to take back your internet experience from those who would seek to use and abuse your goodwill. Welcome to episode number 321 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hello, freedom and crypto-loving fans everywhere. This is the Bad Crypto Podcast, and I am fired up. That's my name. I'm Mr. Fired Up. Oh, man, you're so brave. <laughs> I love the freaking Brave browser. I have I use Chrome so rarely right now, and it's only when I encounter an issue with Brave, and those issues are few and far between. Yeah. I know in, a, in, the, in this interview, you mentioned how many ad trackers that you've blocked and, and how many minutes that you've saved. Well, what are you up to now? Uh, well, if I launch a new tab on it, timestamp this so a couple weeks after the interview happened, 53,934 ads and trackers blocked, 4,356 secure upgrades denied, and 45 minutes of estimate time saved. Mm, that's nice. That and, you're, and, you're earning, and you're earning bat along the way. I, I'm earning bat. We're going to talk about it here shortly. You guys are going to love this interview with, with Luke. Travis, I got some good news from the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Okay. We are now available on Pandora, the streaming what? music app. Yeah. When did this happen? It just happened. You didn't see the email from uh, from Double A, but after you know a couple months of waiting, after submitting, we're now available on Pandora. So try us out over there and see if we sound any better. Badco.in forward slash Pandora, and you'll find us there. Now we are, you know, literally all the places: iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube. Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and now Pandora as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Cast Castbox and Himalaya, and Himalaya, all the good places, and even some not so great places. Yeah, we're in some shady places as well. <laughs> yeah, Podbean. Yep, we're on Podbean. That's not shady. Podbean's Pod- not shady. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the I dark I web. I don't want to get a message from somebody going. What do you no. mean, Podbean shady? Big no, no, we we like, hate you. I don't believe a bad review. Podbeaner, we like Podbean. They're not shady, but the dark web podcast app, yeah, that one's that's shady. Mm. 
So Travis, how's your eToro portfolio looking? You know, we started out with fifteen hundred dollars each, give or take a few bucks. And what are you at now? Well, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. So it went down pretty dramatically, and then it's popped back up. I'm sitting at one thousand four hundred and ninety six dollars and twelve cents. Oh my gosh, you are beating me by three dollars. <laughs> I'm at one thousand four hundred ninety three dollars and twenty five cents right now. Up oh, just changed twenty eight cents. There, I just increased. Oh, nice. So my profit is what negative one four dollars and sixty four cents. Yeah. So uh, you guys can be smart about your trading as well. Our sponsor is eToro. And if you haven't downloaded the eToro app by now, they're getting ready to launch their copy trading uh, feature that they've had in Europe and the rest of the world for 11 million eToro traders. And it's coming here to the US this month through the eToro app. And that means you'll be able to track traders who are publicly posting their trades and see what kind of um, earnings they're making. And if you like what you know they're doing, you see, hey, this dude's making money consistently. You could just say, I'll have what he's having or what she's having. Copy their portfolio and then your trades will go right along with theirs. I think well, that's pretty amazing. Well, I thought I thought in high school and in school that we thought copying what copying was frowned upon. <laughs> well, when it comes to crypto trading, it is not. Copy portfolios are coming to eToro. Go to badcode.in forward slash eToro today. Sign up and tell them Bad Crypto sent you. Now, our interview of the day is it's really good stuff we have coming up here because this browser, and, and by the way, great teaser, Mr. Joel Com. You really laid it out there for us all very nicely. Uh, I found the Brave browser, I think, two and a half years ago, maybe. I don't know so exactly when I found it, but I remember I remember finding it really early on. I saw a link for it on Reddit, and then I downloaded it on my phone, and I've been using it on my phone almost exclusively for two years. So I've saved I don't know how many minutes of time by using it on that. But I primarily only use it on mobile just because you know it was really set up for a good mobile experience, and a lot of things that we would use for the show and stuff did not work on Brave at the time. Uh, and it could only work on Google Chrome. However, all of that's changed. And today we have Luke Molks with us, who is the Director of Business Development over at Brave. And this is great stuff. Let's go ahead and jump on over there, Mr. Cholcom. The process of de-Googlefication is not a fun process, but it is one that I have endeavored to do. And what better way to do that than to find blockchain-based alternatives to the evil overlords' solutions. And Travis, that begins with the web browser for me. Very nice. I, yeah. I have just about I, – actually, I think I am almost off Chrome completely. I am on the Brave browser, and that's why we're excited to have with us the BizDevelop dude from Brave, Luke Mulks. And we're going to talk all about the browser and ads and earning basic attention tokens and all that good stuff. Luke, welcome to Bad Crypto. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. How long have you been with the company? Yeah, so I started consulting with Brave back in March of uh, 2016, so early, early days, and then I came on full-time in December of that year, so before we had the token uh, and before token sale and, and everything, back when we were using the proof of concept with Bitcoin. Yeah. So you've been at it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the, I think I was employee number 15 or 16 or something like that. When That's beautiful. Full -time. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now, that's one of the things that I, I tried out Brave long ago. I actually used I've been using Brave as my mobile browser 
for probably two and a half, three years. I don't normally use it on my desktop because it seems like, you know, that there's always been some sort of app or some sort of like screen share thing or recording thing that that Brave just sort of killed the code and so that it wasn't working. However, I just got to say, and Mr. Joel Com can can also um, say to this, is that like you guys have updated this thing and almost everything works. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, last fall we actually switched over the front end uh, to the Chromium front end and uh, we forked that over. And now we're, our focus has been really on like web compatibility, making sure that, you know, all the extensions that you wanted from Chrome, you can use in Brave. And then things like, you know, uh, screen sharing and, and, and the software that we're on here is just working without an issue. So we actually have somebody working pretty much full time on fixing those bugs when they come up. So if they come up, let us know. <laughs> I started the switch um, a few months ago, and there was a few apps that, especially ones that used video or audio, that just weren't working right. And it looks like with the latest update, they're all working right. So, you know, here's the deal. With Google, using Chrome, you are the product, right? That's it. They are tracking you. They are selling to you, and they are rewarding you only with what they want to, which in this case is your right to find things using their search engine. But right on the homepage of Brave at Brave.com, it says you are not a product. Talk about that. Yeah, I think it's what really kind of sets us apart here. And what we're trying to do is basically show people that like one, this is your data. And it's such a lost concept on people, especially younger people that don't understand that like this is you online, you know. And when you look at things like Chrome um, and last fall, they basically set it up to where, you know, if you sign into Gmail, like the web service, it basically like logs you into the browser and then you're authenticated as you browse. And it's just the amount of data collection that happens and, and what's the trade-off, right? Like normally they say, well, it's for relevant advertising, but like, where does it get to the point where, you know, you're giving them everything about you so you can have some relevant, I've never heard anybody say like, oh, well, you know, I really want those relevant ads. I, I tend to hear more about like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, like just give me something that works well. And I think what we're trying to do is, you know, with the token and, and with the browsers basically say like, look, in order for us to make it so that you really control your data, you've got to start at zero and you got to stop anything that would collect your data without you knowing about it and then create things that people can opt into because then you're in control. You're the one telling people disclosing how much data you want to whoever and, and whenever you want. So like, it's all about control. Like you're not the product, you're the driver, Brave's the agent and, and it's keeping you protected and all doing it in one, one stop basically. Yeah. And I want to talk, just to make a note on that hyper sort of personalization that, that as a result, I was talking to my buddy Moser, I've known this dude 25 years. And he, he basically said via a, a Facebook message to a friend, Hey, maybe I'll come out to San Diego for a weekend and, and we'll hang out. And then his friend sends an email over to him on Google saying, yeah, you should probably come to San Diego on this weekend. And then he was like, dude, immediately I was getting Facebook ads about going to San Diego and hotels.com and Google was showing him Gmail ads. Oh, you're going to San Diego. Well, you should get this hotel and go here and do this. And it's like, he's like, dude, I did a Facebook message, private Facebook message. And I sent an email and now all of a sudden all over the web, I'm being followed around like that creeps people out. Oh yeah. I mean, just yesterday it was my daughter's third birthday. We went to the Oakland zoo and, uh, 
And literally the minute we got back in the car, uh, my wife had tagged a picture, put it on Facebook, and we were getting ads for the Oakland Zoo. It's just, it's the, the amount of data that's collected. And people used to call us conspiracy theories, theorists for, for coming up with this stuff. But it's just, you know, there's enough dirt out there now to where it's like, yeah, no, all of your data is going to these, you know, handful mm-hmm. of companies, right? Like, and and you really don't know where it goes, where it stops. And really the only way to, to control it is to limit that noise, right? Like yeah. stop them. I mean, I was in advertising before I came to Brave. I worked in the belly of the beast. And, you know, when I started, it was, you know, you had a laptop and, and a desktop and, you know, it was pretty controllable as far as like where your data was going. By the time I left, everything was collecting data all the time to where even if you didn't have a phone in the room, you know, your other friends' phones are selling you out, you know, like it's really, it, it, that's one of the things that got me going to Brave was that, I saw what they were doing, saw Brendan was kind of leading the uh, the charge there, and it looked like they were doing more than just blocking stuff. You know, they want the internet to survive and thrive and for people to make money. And, you know, uh, the only way you can do that is to create an alternative to this model, because nobody's going to change it unless somebody comes out with something new and bold. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. Mm. Well, it goes it goes to show, to the CEO, you just mentioned him, uh, Brendan. And he was like, what, the lead architect way back in the day on Netscape. And then he went over and was the CEO of Mozilla with Firefox. And now here he is building Brave. That's why this right here, Brave, is a revolution. This is his third time building a browser. Like, he has learned so much from the previous two times of building Netscape, which was seriously the internet moment that brought the masses on. We talk about it all the time, the Netscape moment, right? And here he is creating crypto into the next browser which conceivably is the netscape moment of the crypto world potentially is the brave browser so it's like this you 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 are working for brendan uh, who i think is like he's like a modern day steve jobs that most people don't know about he really is i mean and i think the other the other bit that i throw in there is that he created javascript in 10 days in the 90s mm, and, and right. if you talk oh, about wow, like, yeah the creator you, of that too i mean you talk about scaling right like and people talk about well how are these things going to scale like you've got a guy leading that not only brought mozilla to the fire or to the forefront when internet explorer was just like how chrome is now but also he created this language that google everybody's using right like i mean and and that's one of the things that got me over here was that you know this guy knows how to scale, uh, uh, you know, whether it's a browser or a programming language. And when you look at what we're doing with, with the bat, I think that, you know, the scaling potential is there. And, uh, and I'm really excited about it. I'll just say this. There is no longer a reason to use Chrome. The Brave browser does it all. It's faster. And when I launch a new tab, it shows me that so far with this web browser on this desktop, I've got it on on my PC, I've got it on my MacBook, and I have it on my mobile device. The bookmarks sync flawlessly. It is fantastic. But on this desktop, uh, I have blocked 41,331 ads and trackers, 2,207 HTTPS secure upgrades, and I've saved estimated 35 minutes just from using a different web browser that's faster. And I'm earning BAT tokens, basic attention tokens. So what is that? Yeah, so the BAT is basically the unit of account for attention on the platform. So when you think about like, you know, all these different altcoins and, and they all have kind of 
distinct use case or purposes. Ours is basically to measure attention in the browser or attention-related activities. And so whether that's tipping somebody or, or automatically contributing. And so the way that we're doing it is basically, you know, we have ads on the platform. Uh, people opt into them and they're private ads. They're uh, is designed to not collect any data about you at all. And basically we reward you with 70% of the revenue from the advertising and tokens. So it's kind of like a reward point in a browser, like a frequent flyer mile. And so as you're browsing, you're viewing ads, you're collecting tokens, and then you can contribute those tokens to publishers, content creators, um, even on Twitter. Now we're integrated in there so you can actually tip people in bat uh, for tweets that you like. Um, and, and, you know, it's all about kind of creating a new way to reward people, include them, reward their attention, and then also support people that are uh, creating content. But we're building on top of that too. And soon you'll start to see, you know, maybe early next year, a redemption option. So you can take that money that, or take that back that you've been accumulating and apply it towards like an Amazon gift card or, you know, something at McDonald's or whatever, like other ways that you can use these tokens and redeem them. And then we also have another option where you can actually like go through like some KYC process and basically take the bat out or convert it to uh, or convert it to another digital asset or, or fiat or whatever. So we're trying to make the options there. Most people usually keep it in the system and, and keep, you know, tipping and supporting, et cetera. But um, it's pretty exciting now because, you know, a lot of this is in production and you, all you got to do is go to brave.com and just start using the thing. Um, and, uh, and it's pretty exciting. We're getting a lot, you know, a lot of growth, a lot of users out of it. Mm, yeah. It's, it's really cool. Now also what's really interesting is that there's like, uh, so it will auto configure, it looks like, or you can do this auto contribution thing to the websites that you visit the most, right? So it's like, I'm looking at some of the sites that, that, I, that I that I frequent regularly, and it talks about, ah, this website, I, I like to go to this Chiefs website a lot. I, I go to Blockfolio regularly. I check out Reddit, you know, I go to some other website. I go to some, you know, um, <laughs> conspiracy theory website. I mean, I, I go, I'm all over the place. but bad crypto i go to this place and so what's interesting is a lot of these websites haven't already connected their website to become a verified uh, account on the site now bad crypto podcast actually is so we've verified our account we've put a little snippet of code in the header of our document and so whenever you guys come and check and see there it is we verify that's us now what now there could be a lot of money for people with some of these websites out there couldn't there already Absolutely. I think that that's the thing, you know, is that, you know, the browser will hold the contributions for you until they verify. And then once they verify, I think it's for like 180 days or something like that, or 90 days or whatever. But, um, you know, yeah, once once the site verifies, then those contributions become available to the creator. And it's just an ongoing thing. It's almost like having an annuity, like people are consuming the content. And wherever their attention goes is naturally where the tokens are going to flow. And it's all done locally. It's all done privately. It's all done with the with the intent purposes of not leaking your data, but also supporting uh, uh, creators like yourselves and like others that, you know, want to have some additional revenue. And, and, you know, people are blocking ads all over the place. And from our position, like we're not anti-ad, we're anti, you know, surveillance economy. And so by creating... Right. Oh my God, that, surveillance yeah. economy. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I just... That, I just tipped bad wow. crypto one bat, by the way. <laughs> I just tipped us. Very nice. Yeah. No, that's it's 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 really handy. Now, if you think about it, because because Brendan has has such a deep experience and knowledge into the browser system, having started it since '95, he's been working on browsers. Now he said, "Hey, instead of Google getting rich and Facebook getting rich, which they just they're worth hundreds of billions of dollars, right? Like." 
take some of that money and give it back to the people, which when I look at this and I think about this as, you know, right now the, in 2020, there's this debate, like the Democrats are all about socialism, right? And there's this conversation around socialism. To me, we don't need socialism. We need incentivization and this like systems like brave are, are really what's going to take us into, and I hate to use this into the new world, the brave new world where content creators are getting paid by big tech and instead of big tech screwing everybody and taking getting taking all the money and then starting to be a little bit nefarious like google was always don't be evil don't be evil we're gonna not be and then all of a sudden they kind of got so big like they just like they're freaking pretty evil now they're doing crazy they're blocking people so like that's one thing it's not even really a question it's just a comment of like i see it i see how this ecosystem is can can help change big tech potentially well and i think that's one of the interesting things too we started to support youtube creators so we made it so that they could verify with us too which is even a simpler process than a website you basically just go and use your google uh uh, login and we verify you know off of that so then you can start receiving that from your youtube channel for example and we did it right around when all of that demonetization started happening with youtube creators where they started doing filtering and and prevented running you know they wouldn't give you ads unless you had ten thousand and views, et cetera. And I think that, you know, we got a lot of people signing up right away with that. And we started talking to them. And I mean, I'm in business development. So a lot of my job is basically getting market feedback and talking to a lot of creators, whether they've got like a thousand followers or subscribers or a million, it doesn't matter. And we kept hearing the same things. Like, we don't know how, you know, we're getting demonetized. We just know that our money is about half of what it was last year. And it's really confusing. And we're not relying on that ad revenue anymore. And, you know, we may try to make it easy for them. And I think that, you know, there's there's programs we're putting out there. And it's just about making it easy. If we can make it easy, if we can make the browser fast, that's how you scale. It's not through, you know, going over the complexity of the, uh, of the backend technology and stuff, which is beautiful. And we've got amazing people working on that. But, like, it's just about making something that's easy and fast and that people like. And I think that's kind of what sets us apart from a lot of the other projects out there. Well, it's all of that. And, and, you know, those of you listening, you've heard me talk about this before. And I have. When I say I've made the switch, I mean I have made the switch. And I'm not using Google as a search engine unless I'm absolutely desperate. I've got DuckDuckGo.com set up as my default search engine for my default browser, which is Brave. And I'm going through pre-search And I'm voluntarily seeing ads from pre-search after I do a search. It takes like a second. I earn some pre-search crypto. And uh, I'm I'm fully blockchainified here with my web browsing gang. The other cool thing about that, too, is uh, I worked worked with DuckDuckGo. We uh, made a partnership with them, um, I think, December 2017. And uh, and they actually verified the DuckDuckGo.com domain. So uh, it's another case where we can use the token for, you know, search engine utility, right? Like, so not only are they on board with it from a privacy angle, but they were the first, you know, major uh, search engine to actually like verify their domain and accept crypto, which was pretty In fact, I've got shields up for DuckDuckGo.com and guess how many items it has blocked? Zero. (laughs) Because DuckDuckGo doesn't track you. And there's the proof. Brave has not blocked a single tracker or secure setting or script or cookie 
on DuckDuckGo because they're not setting them. So how many, I know that, you know, numbers are funny things and you can make it sound bigger than it is, but how many downloads have you had of the browser for all three platforms? Cause it's available on Mac PC and Linux and the mobile devices. And then how many active users do you have? Yeah. So the download number is big. I don't remember offhand exactly what it is. Our focus just to be candid is, you know, we, we look at active use and, and our initial focus was on monthly active use. And we actually, with the launch of the ad platform, we even pivoted further into daily active use because we really want to know who's coming back every day. And, and we, we don't collect data at all, really. I mean, it's based, this is just like off of, you know, some trivial little single event basically that we record on but we're at about 7 million monthly active users and i think we're at about 2.8 million daily active users and so to give you some perspective on that in january of 2018 i think we hit 1 million monthly active users so the growth curve is pretty uh is pretty substantial and uh and we're looking to hopefully hit you know 10 or 12 by early next year or you know q2ish or whatever but uh but if we keep doing what we're doing you know We'll, we'll hit those goals. I mean, I think it's starting to resonate with people. And when I first started doing meetings with publishers with this about this stuff, you know, two, three years ago, um, you start talking about privacy and you get laughed out of the room. And now you look and you see, you know, Mark Zuckerberg on stage and Tim Cook on stage, all these guys talking about privacy. And and so I think we're positioned pretty well to to do good this upcoming year. I think it's going to be a really interesting year for privacy in general. So apparently, so what you can do is you can auto-contribute, which you can set a certain amount, it configures it on your own, and you can connect it to what funding sources can we connect our contributions to, and how do we add more BAT into our reward wallet? Because every once in a while, I just want to maybe tip somebody five BAT. Like, how do I add that into my account? No, it's a great question. So right now, basically, uh, you can earn BAT from viewing ads. We used to do monthly grants every month where we would give users a certain amount of bat every month. And that's the bat that goes out to the creators. Um, we also have options for you to self-fund your wallet, um, either with crypto. And, and within the next couple of weeks, I think we're having a two-way wallet option that we're adding where you could actually you know, bring in uh, outside crypto, bring in a debit card or something like that to use in your wallet. And so more and more funding options will be available. But uh, the way it works is that you know you opt into Brave Rewards, and if you're a new user, it opts you into both auto contributions and it opts you into advertising. And so you can also go in and turn this stuff off too. And I think the really cool thing about what we're doing here is we're basically saying like, look, give people the controls over the experience. So with advertising, we're starting by saying, look, you can control how many ads you see per hour. And we max it out at five because nobody really wants to see more than five ads an hour anyway. Um, and, and if our platform's doing the right thing, you shouldn't see more than that anyway. But um, And then we also make it so that you can control those contributions too. So you can go in and uh, adjust the amounts, remove sites uh, you know, from the contribution list you don't want to support, et cetera. And um, you can also do that with the tipping feature. So you can set like recurring tips to go out every month. So it's almost like a mini subscription in the browser. So it's all about giving users control. It's all about making this local and, and keeping Brave out of it, right? Like uh, it's your browser and it's your data. And if we ship the browser with the right features and the right code to, to do its job, uh, Brave as an organization shouldn't be in your business. Like that's kind of our whole Kool-Aid here is that, you know, we, we don't want to know. We just want to count and make sure that the accounting works, right? Like, and if that works, then we're doing our job. Get out of my business. Get out of my business. <laughs> so, you know, as I'm looking through the bad crypto creator account, we just set this up last week and there's 47 bat tokens there. Did we just earn that or have we been earning them and didn't even know it? 
Yeah. So the way it works is if people if people have been uh, contributing in their wallet uh, locally and you haven't verified yet, the browser will hold that. I think it's for 90 days and then it'll keep trying to send it. And so once you do verify, it'll send it over. So some of that could have been from what people have contributed before or it could be from what people contributed after. Um, it, it's those two cases, basically. How about that? And then it's having me connect to uphold.com to have the funds released. Why is that? Yeah, so Uphold's basically our back-end provider. So Brave doesn't have the keys uh, uh, to your uh, crypto, basically. So like we we keep that trusted relationship between you and our back-end provider, and they handle like you know know your customer anti-money laundering process and all of that because you know being compliant is important. And we've got so many users, and we're a global company that we don't want to start doing things that would put us in jeopardy as far as that goes. We have to run a business basically, but, um, but Uphold's been there. They were one of the first companies out there to support ERC 20 tokens back in the day. Um, now everybody does. And it's kind of interesting to think about it, but, um, but they've been a great partner and, uh, and yeah, so they handle the backend stuff. If you're a publisher, we made it really simple to where, you know, you could basically, you know, have it go to dollars or, or whatever local fiat is. And if you don't want to deal with crypto and that's kind of what we've had to do is put ourselves in the mindset of like, if I'm a publisher and I don't know, about this stuff, you know, like how can I make it easy to earn money? Or if I'm an advertiser and I want to run ads, but I don't understand this crypto stuff, like can I just use dollars? And and so we've, we've had to design these systems to work uh, for, you know, everybody outside of crypto too. So my question uh, for you, Luke, is um, how do people use the fools? <laughs> <laughs> no. At least you didn't no. tell me you're my father. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that was awkward. So, uh, no, what I want to know is about actually advertising. So, you talk about how you earn money from advertising, but how does one advertise on the platform and what are the limitations? Within the advertising platform, how does the advertising system work? Is it a is it sort of like the old school, you know, AdWords? Or is it a, you know, auction based, bid based? And then how how does that system work? Because I think that this right here could be another option for people. They pr- they probably don't even have any clue that this exists. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And so if you go to Brave.com, we have an advertiser page uh, with a wait list. And there's over 7,000 uh, uh, people have signed up for that wait list to try and advertise with the platform. And we uh, when we launched at the end of April, we, we started to send these wait list um, emails out to people. And we do it about once a month. But, um, you know, basically the way it works is we it's. We're building this into eventually have something like a Google Ads where or AdWords where you can go in and set up your own campaigns and, and run it. Right now we're building that, but we're doing like a managed service. So we we set you up with a rep, they send you the information to fill out your ads, and then we process them, run them, and then we give you a dashboard so you can view the performance and, and export reports and things like that. Um, the way it works is a little bit different than traditional advertising, you know, where there's these real-time bidding and all these third parties and auctions and everything like that. What we're doing that's really different is we basically have all the ad inventory uh, listed out into a catalog, and we send that catalog to all the devices every couple hours. And then we put ad matching logic, like machine learning, um, directly on the device. So our ad platform basically matches ads to your browsing profile locally with the machine learning algorithms to the catalog and determines the right time to serve you the ad based off what you're browsing because the browser kind of sees everything. And the key is that we put that kind of like smart ad server directly on a smart device, which nobody's really done before. Like people are still serving ads the same way that they were, you know, five, 10 years ago. It's all done on the cloud and and there's all these companies collecting your data and bidding on you and all that stuff. And we're saying like, look, 
It's 2019. We can put this stuff directly on the device. Why take the browsing profiles from all these different vendors when we could just match it at the source and kind of treat it like an autonomous vehicle where it's basically learning off of your browsing, optimizing. Mm, that's then, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And then serving you maybe serving you five ads an hour instead of five ads a page load because mm-hmm. And it's know, way more private, dude. You keep it, you keep your your all your data is private because that signature is on your device. Right. And and it's opt-in too. So like we for advertisers, nice. like we don't want to waste your money throwing your ads in front of people that don't want to see ads. We only want to serve ads to people that want to be a part of the process. And those right. people are earning tokens for viewing the ads. They get 70% of the revenue for the ads in the form of our tokens. So that's something new too. And it's kind of a way for us to show people that hey. Your attention has value. Like no one else is giving you this value. Like, but that's because no one else, because they've gotten away without having to do it. Like that you talk, you can bring it back to the you are not the product thing, right? Like that's the major thing here. Is, you know, these companies, this Lumascape of all these companies that have been making, you know, billions and billions of dollars off of people, who's gotten the raw end of the stick from that? You know, if you're using another browser, you're you're dealing with a slower load time, you're dealing with just ads all over the place, and your privacy is basically gone. And uh, and and for what? Like, you know, there's no reason to the whole process of setting up with Brave was actually I've used all the browsers and the process of setting up with Brave was super smooth, easy. And really, the thing that impressed me most is how easy it is to sync the bookmarks across my devices. So you're the uh, you're the biz dev guy. So if there's anybody out there that would want to work with Brave, what are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, like working working with Brave as far as like a publisher or uh, an advertiser. I mean, like what, whatever anybody. I mean, if you're if, yeah, if you're if you're if you're a publisher and you want to work with us, like just creators.brave.com, um, or you can hit us up at bizdev@brave.com. I mean, we're looking for publishers that want to innovate, that want to be part of this new internet that we're creating, where people are rewarded and and it's just a more inclusive thing. So you know, hit us up. We're we're more than willing. And I think on the advertising side, like one of the things that's really set us apart is from day one like way back in january when we were doing ad trials we were basically saying hey you know i was on a lot of these podcasts and the the podcasters were saying i can't even advertise my podcast because it's blockchain related and so one of the things that we did early on is we said hey look like we're a crypto company. We love the blockchain technology. We love crypto space. We're all closer, despite Twitter, you know, crypto Twitter. We're all a lot more closely aligned than we are, you know, different, right? Like, and we're going to open this up for crypto companies. So one thing that you'll see in Brave, if you activate ads, you see a lot of crypto ads because we accept that and we want this, we want this space to flourish, right? And so that's the other thing is if you're a crypto company and you're looking to advertise, like hit us up. We, uh, we are, we welcome your, your, your advertising on platform i think that's i think that's great stuff and i think one of the things that was 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 a couple interesting things about that is that you said earlier the surveillance economy and it's really versus the attention economy like if we convert this to an attention economy that's way better for everyone right yeah and and if you and if it's all about consent too you know like people are not uh against giving their data away um, as long as they're the ones making the decision. And I think that that's what's so out of whack right now is that if you go to websites outside of Bray in other browsers, it's all about opting out. Like, and, and what is that, what is that telling you? Right? Like it's telling you that your privacy is the cost of the internet. And, and we think that's wrong. You know, like we think, you know, you should be opting into things and having that control. And so it's about consent and control and it's about attention. And it's pretty simple. Like, if we can get the accounting right, we can get the experience right. Like that's how the internet should be. 
from our makes you want to makes you want to create more content. I think right. you're going to take power away from the social media sites because people are going to want to own their content more again, become more publishers and not pushers of you know, hey, look at how great I am with a normal social media does and bring it back down to the creators creating on their own property because they want to get that attention to their site, not to Facebook or Twitter. That's exactly right. And I think that one of the interesting things that we've been doing with the ad platform is we've been working with publishers and we did this with Barron's and, and MarketWatch at, a, at that level uh, where basically, you know, they have content that they want to get people onto. And if you look at if you look at what Google and Facebook have done, and I, I, I used to be working with those guys, you know, like they were they have these AMP articles, they, they cache all your content, basically. And, and what is a creator getting off of that? Like a fraction of what they would get if it was directly on their site. And one of the things that we're doing is basically driving traffic directly to the publisher content, where then if that publisher is also verified with us, it turns into an earning opportunity for them. So like they might pay some money to, to run the ads at first but if they get that user on the site and that user keeps going to the site they're actually making money off of the contributions or off tipping or whatever and so it's a way to kind of bring it back to to where it should be where you know your content you own it and people are con contributing directly to that and i think that's the thing to take away with from what we're doing here is it's all about kind of bringing things back to earth and saying look these are one-to-one -one relationships here if you're a brand you want to have a direct relationship with a user. You don't want to have a bunch of third parties in between you and them kind of messing up the whole thing. And if you're a publisher, you want to create content directly for people that enjoy it. You know, there doesn't have to be all these steps in between and all these hidden fees and extra costs of doing business and whatever. And if you're a user, you know, you should have your privacy and good security and you should get rewarded for your attention. It's pretty simple stuff. I mean, like it's easy to get lost in the minutia, but really what we're trying to do is pretty simple. And on that note, uh, again, we're going to invite everybody to go to brave.com and just download the browser, install it, import your bookmarks from Chrome or Firefox or Safari or wherever you're using them and give it a try uh, and start yeah. earning tokens. And this is not a paid uh, advertisement, gang. Uh, this is Brave has our full endorsement uh, just because we see that this makes a difference. Yeah, but wait a second. We got the biz dev guy here. Maybe we can make a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Always be <deep>. so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, my thought was is like now is there is there any sort of incentive if we were to drive a bunch of like download your way, we could give them a short code and then and they can get like X amount of bats for signing up. Like, is there anything that yeah, we can yeah. do actually, to incentivize our listeners? That's a great, that's a great question. So our publishers, we actually have a referral program. So uh, if you, if you go to brave.com slash refer and you, you sign up as a publisher, it basically, it makes this, uh, makes you eligible to participate in this program. And so if you're able to drive active users uh, to brave and, and by active, we, we say that qualifies as, you know, somebody using the browser for like a month or so. We'll actually give you, uh, I think it's like if you're in the U.S., we'll kick you back $750 a month in USD in bat for every monthly active user you bring. I know they recently put right. out a tier system, but like... Good. Do they get something as well for clicking the link? Like, if do we give them like they sign up, they get ten bad or something from uh, from us referring them? Not not quite, but I think that we might go and do something in that direction. But right now, okay. reward the public. In, in, in that case, if you guys want to support bad crypto, instead of going to brave.com, please take a moment to go to badco.in forward slash brave badco.in forward slash brave that'll go through our referral link and uh, bad crypto will earn about five bucks for uh, for you signing up for brave and and you will be better for doing so now, i want to ask i want to ask a question like just but we can wrap it here but just real quickly 
is it you know like on some articles blog articles you see like oh if you like this article you might like this one sort of like outbrain and tabula type do like what are your ad formats like how are your ads set up are they like little banner ads are they video ads like yeah. like are they sponsored content at the end of the article like how do how do what are they yeah it's a great question so right now we're taking the our, our first ad unit that we put out is our user ad unit it's in the form of a notification so it looks just like a notification you would get from slack or from any application uh, that you're used to seeing um, and so it's a small message that comes through think about it as like kind of packaging a search ad in a notification and then the user clicks on that and we open a new tab and the idea here is that's a direct ad from the brand to the user what we're going to be doing you know in the next you know six months or so We'll be coming out with publisher ads where if you're a verified publisher with us, you can actually uh, run ads within your domain and, and earn 70% of the revenue as a publisher. And the users will still earn 15%. We'll earn 15%. Ooh. But right now we're starting with this format because it's not obtrusive. It's a great way to get a clean message across. You can even use emojis. And uh, and it's not like a really annoying ad experience. And so that's kind of where we're starting. And we're going to be moving and doing more formats soon. That's fantastic. Well, Luke, we appreciate you joining us today. And uh, why don't we work on getting um, Brendan on the show for the future? Because we'd love to talk about to him about his journey. Maybe you can help facilitate that. Absolutely. And thanks so much for the recommendation, too. And uh, I really appreciate the support. And thanks for having me on. Well, if you're not persuaded now to download Brave, I don't know, you know what it's going to take. It's such an easy escape from Google. It is faster. All the plugins and extensions work on it. Go to badcode.in forward slash brave. I think he said we get some um, some bat tokens or some we get batty when you guys use our referral link. We get more batter. We, that's right. The braver you are, the batter we get. That's so good. We're and so here, bad. Here's something I just discovered yesterday, Travis, post-interview. You know, Gab.ai claims to be a free speech social media platform. It, it attracts all kinds. It's not for everybody, but it's definitely right. free speech. Well, they created an extension called the Dissenter extension that works on Google Chrome and on Brave, and it basically creates a, uh, a meta layer on top of any website for conversation to take place. Well, here's what I discovered. There is now a dissenter browser that is built basically on Brave's core mm. that you can download as well. And I've got a link to that in the show notes. And so if you want the, the dissenter browser, which is basically Brave with the um, their extension already installed into it you can uh, you can go and get it but here's what's really interesting gab's apple developer account was terminated by apple and so if you download the mac os version of the browser you have to you know do a control click and then allow it in order for apple to allow you to install it because they don't like free speech over there man that's that's what's so crazy is you know you've heard that argument where somebody says you know, oh, they, they banned the so-and-so off of social media. And they go, oh, we'll just create your own platform. And they go, okay, so Gab creates their own platform. And then then what happens is, well, the host for Gab gets deleted. Uh, the payment processing gets deleted. You know, they they, they have to change where the URL is. And then, you know, they, they, they never get approved on Apple, so they can't have an app on Apple. And then here, Apple just takes away their freaking... Their, their, their Apple developer account has been terminated by Apple. And so you see how these big freaking corporations, and I'm such a ball buster when it comes to Google, but I, here is Apple doing shit like this that's no good. 
that that just pisses me off as well. And I'm kind of an Apple guy. I don't I don't want to have Google. I don't want to be tied to Google by having a Google mm-hmm. Android device, right? Mm-hmm. So Apple's pretty much my only choice until somebody comes out with a really solid blockchain phone of some sort that has its own iOS that's not tied to any Chinese company or anything. So I don't know, man. It's just really crazy how these big companies can just hose over small companies, even though these small companies are trying their best to, to make things happen and try to be a positive force for the world. Uh, big, big tech and stuff can smash them down, which I think Apple should get a big penalty for that. Mm, the, the referee just threw a penalty flag. Uh, five yards, no first down. Yeah, five yards, $10 billion or some shit. Hurt them in their pockets, and that's what's... And then and they give that $10 billion to Gab and say, all right, keep banning people and keep doing this shit and see what happens. Right, absolutely. And of course, there's many blockchain companies that are proponents of free speech and liberty, and they want to empower people to do business online without fear of censorship. One of those companies is our other sponsor, Nasgo, where you can launch your own blockchain or digital asset instantly. You don't have to know coding. You can tokenize your business. Think about it, your own tokens to be able to reward fans, followers, customers with tokens in your particular business. I think it's a pretty cool concept, and you guys can learn more about Nasgo and the NSG token. It's all at nasgo.com. Great stuff. And upcoming, next episode we have is Bad News, episode 322. But after that, Mr. Jolcom, we have an amazing episode, episode 323. You guys are going to want to tune in. We got a professor who teaches blockchain coming on, and he is something else. Yeah, he is one of the most fascinating conversations I think that we have had on this show. In fact, it was so fascinating that we've already invited him back because there was just so much to talk about, and he has so much to say. Yeah, but then we banned him. Because so. <laughs> Apple, Apple didn't like what he had yeah, to say. Yeah, Apple didn't like what he had to say, so we banned him. That's Sorry, buddy. Nice. That's not Sorry. nice. Make sure that you are subscribed. Please share. Please do review. We haven't had a, a really funny review here in a bit on iTunes. So if you like the show and you are of a humorous nature or you think you're funny, even if you're not, go go write us a review. Five stars are preferred. Uh, if it's four stars, then you're probably not going to be funny anyway. So, And uh, we would appreciate that. Right, also, Travis, right? Yeah, and also make sure to subscribe. I know a lot of folks actually I got a message the other day that said, hey, how, how come you haven't put out an episode in a while? And we're like, what? We're putting out three, four episodes every week. And we're like, well, I haven't seen it come across my feed. I'm like, what? Are you relying on Facebook to see when our, when our episodes are coming live? Because here's what's happened. If you're doing that, the algorithm for, for brands and podcasts and those Facebook pages are pretty much zero. Like they because Facebook wants people to put advertising dollars in to boost their posts and everything. And we're a crypto company, so we can't actually do that. And so I'm noticing that a lot of our posts, new episodes and stuff are coming out. And we're getting very low engagement because we're a business page and it's also impacting the Instagram posts. So make sure you subscribe, go to iTunes and type in bad crypto and subscribe to that. So you get that update or Pandora or Spotify or any of the other places. Just subscribe, that way you get those notifications. It's the only way, and I mean the only way that you can stay back. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.